Hey guys, welcome to the Black and the Beast podcast, where we'll get into the beauties of being black and the beasts we deal with daily. I am your host, Kirsten, and this is just going to be a platform for conversation. Let's have some conversations. Let's get this shit done. I wanted the first episode to be more about anxiety in the black community and mental health, and I think that that's a conversation that we could have at any time. But I think right now is really important something that is triggering that came up. I would say in the last like two weeks is going to be this whole R. Kelly shit. Now, my opinion on it ain't really too important, but I think that it is a great conversation starter for us as a people. Uh, everybody got that one person in the family or those couple of people in the family that we brush off for who they are when realistically their demons outshine who they are. So, I think that this is going to be a great opportunity for us to have that conversation. This is just part one of this conversation. I do so 100, 100% uh, intend on having a guest or maybe a maybe two guests. I don't know how many yet, but um, I'm going to do a part two to this episode so that we can get insight from people who might have opinions that differ from mine. So, let's get into it. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. First off, the first thing I want to do is say, fuck R. Kelly. Whatever y'all want to say that's equivalent to that, go for it. That's what this moment is for. Okay, so let's get into it. The first part of this conversation that I feel like is a necessary conversation to have, and all of this is my opinion, uh, what is fact is and what is and isn't, but I'll be sure to, to clarify as much as possible. The first thing that I want to talk about, like I said, is going to be the kids or let's say the victims, right? So everybody has this whole thought process of, oh, they wanted it. Oh, their parents sold them into this. Oh, this. Oh, that. Let's talk about kids, right? So realistically speaking, I think that most of us, if not all, can say that we've had someone in our families or just a complete stranger that was about five, six years older than us when we were about 13, 14, 15, 16 years old that was trying to get at us, right? Uh, when you're in high school, how many friends you know got a 22-year-old boyfriend? When you're in high school, you don't see shit wrong with that, right? Or, or as a child, right, how many secrets do you see that are kept? All of these things influence your decisions as you grow older. So when we talk about these kids, let's just talk about the fact that when you think about the 14-year-old version of you, how different were you? What did you like? What don't you like anymore? When it comes down to the fact that now you're about 22, 23, if not older, sitting at home in your apartment or in your house that you pay bills for, driving your car that you put gas in, uh, you know, dealing with dealing with an ancient-ass nigga that you so slowly starting to get over, you feel me, because you ain't got the patience or the time for it. When you think of the fact that it took you all of that time to get to the point of being able to have all of these accolades and accomplishments under your belt, do you think that the 14-year-old you would have been able to digest or respect or or appreciate any of the things that you have today. Even in relationship. When you think about the fact that sex, the older you get, becomes a more sacred act. It goes from sex to love. You feel me? This is how you have kids. This is how you this. This is how you that. Now, I'm not saying this across the board for everyone, but an ideal lifestyle, that's kind of what it is. You don't want to just be out here fucking for the rest of your life. That's why a hoe becomes a housewife, period, right? So when you think about that the fact that you are now that person sitting in those shoes. Think about if you had a kid that acted just like you did when you were 14, right? Your mama didn't know everything that you did. She didn't know about the 22-year-old, the 23-year-old man that was trying to talk, trying to talk to you. She didn't know about that. So when you think about that, who do you place the blame on? Because who's responsible? Who's the responsible party? They say that you don't even finish developing in terms of your thought process until you're about 25. So if that's the case, do you think a 14-year-old is responsible enough to make a decision in regards to who they love? We call it puppy love. Why do we call it something different if it's their fault? You feel me? Why do we call it, why do we call it, why are there different factions of love? 
associated to a younger demographic if they understand love to the same capacity as someone that is 20 and older or not even 20 I say like 24 25 and older I'm different than I was three years ago and I'm about to be 25 years old you feel me so it's one of those things where we can sit here and we can place the blame on adolescence or just just being green. But realistically, are you responsible for making this decision based off the actions you see every other day? All you want to be when you're a kid is grown. So if anything, you're acting like what you think grown is until you get grown. And then you start having to pay these bills and you realize nobody give a fuck about you. You feel me? So it's one of those things. Are we going to sit here and are we going to blame them to that capacity? Or are we going to place responsibility on the party that understood that this person is developing and they don't know wrong from right or they don't know what is wrong and right in their life in terms of relevancy? We all grow up in different directions. If you a hoe at 26, then you a hoe at 26. You decided to be a hoe. But if you're a hoe at 14, you're not a fucking hoe. You're somebody who's being taught something that is incorrect, improper. And even if it's not, even if in your mind, 14-year-olds fucking all over the place is not improper, if you posted a video of it, it is illegal. Period. Per the state, per the government, it is illegal. So let's talk about that. Everybody smoked weed until it was legal, but they didn't do it publicly. And that leads to the secret. Is it okay? Everything shouldn't be a secret, but we're going to get into that when we talk about the parents. Back to the kids. Everybody goes, hey, they just wanted to be rich. They just wanted to be famous. Why? You want to be rich and famous because that seems like the only acceptable way out. Nobody likes to highlight the success in the garbage man. Nobody likes to highlight the success in the person that works at the call center that loves working at the call center. Nobody does that. Everybody wants to create this facade of what it should look like. And realistically speaking, does that help anyone? Everybody wants to look at the end game, not the process, bro. We don't teach our kids to develop. We teach them to skip steps. That's why a 14-year-old can contour her face. Why is that what she's worried about? Because that's what you're showing them. Period. We, as adults, are responsible too, to some capacity. But we're going to get into that when we talk about the parents. When we talk about these victims, per se, even the, the older ones, you feel me? Like, when you talk about these people that are not 100% developed mentally and and have a different capacity for understanding and that are so extremely malleable you have to think about yourself in that position when you were 14 when you were being sneaky when you were doing shit that was irresponsible when shit went haywire your mama was in truancy court not you and if you were you were sitting next to her not being held responsible so are we still going to blame a kid when the government and the state don't have to? I just feel like it's unreasonable for us to have this conversation from the perspective of, oh, they were 17 and they wanted to be famous. How many people were famous before that and they all committed suicide or some shit like that? How many of the fucking Disney Disney Channel fucking personalities or characters or whatever it was that you want to call them that we watched growing up? How many of them pulled an Amanda Bynes or a Britney Spears? How many of them did that? Do you think that that was healthy just because it's okay for it to happen? Just because it's tradition, just because it's the way that it is, is it okay? No, it's not. So no, we're not blaming these kids. No, we're not blaming people who are malleable in that particular instance. It is sex. You know nothing about that until it's introduced to you and how often do you find out about it from your parents? Thank you. But either way, regardless of if you agree with me or not, I need to I need someone to establish to me where a 14-year-old to 17-year-old can truthfully make a conscious decision about certain things in their life. How many regrets do you have from that period in time? How many? 
When I was about 13, 14 years old, I had a 22-year-old dude that was working out at a park that I was playing at after hours because I was, you know, out doing what I wanted to do. Not saying that my mom was uh, irresponsible. She was at work because she didn't get off until 10, 30, 11 o'clock until I graduated. So I was out there, you know, doing what I was doing, and I didn't feel like it was something I needed to tell her. Flash forward to a month later, this dude's calling the house talking to me about voting for X, Y, and Z, this and that. I'm not even in a position to be able to vote for another fucking five, four years, I mean, four or five years of my life. You feel me? This dude's 22. It took my mother to tell me that that shit wasn't okay. Where's the responsibility? Because the 22-year-old knew that the 14-year-old is malleable. If anybody, I can say anybody that I know at least, right, If you have a 14-year-old pursuing a friendship, a relationship, anything of that nature, anything of that nature with you, if you have a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old pursuing anything to that capacity with you, you do not entertain that shit. And if you know someone that does, they are fucked up. But realistically speaking, if the 14-year-old walked up to me and was like, yo, I think you cute, nah, bruh, I think you a kid. Where your mama at? Somebody needs to talk to your mama. If a 14-year-old walked up to me trying to entertain a friendship, no, I cannot be your friend. I can be an example. But where is your mom? There are different ways to go about this. Just because this is what it's been like doesn't mean it's okay. Doesn't mean that it's unnecessary for us to have a conversation. It doesn't mean that we can disregard anything that we've felt before just because it's someone else. Put yourself into that position. When you were 13, 14 years old listening to Yo, Excuse Me, Miss, if Chris Brown or any one of his associates would have walked up to you and expressed to you that they could make you famous, just as famous as Chris Brown, put you in the same room as this nigga, when you was walking around at that age, if somebody would have said that shit, you would have bit. But when you turn 22, 23 years old, you might have asked, well, what's the cost? Kids don't ask because kids don't pay the cost. Until they're, you know, fucked up at an older age. And when I say fucked up, I'm not saying, oh, they don't, they can't fully function in society or this or that. I'm saying no. Until they're thinking that the shit that happened to them was okay because that's an inherited thing. Tradition ain't always fucking, ain't always what's best. But I just wanted to express my opinion on the kids before I get into the parents. And I'm just saying, let's stop that shit what would you do let's just say that what would you do period and if you think hey it's their parents fault that they don't know that they're talking to me it's this it's that if you think that i need you to judge yourself judge your mom judge your father judge all the people in your life that were responsible or irresponsible But we're not about to make it seem like it is acceptable for any of our friends, family members, or the people around us to think that it is okay to fuck with someone that impressionable, that is manipulative, that is destructive. And if you have been hurt, hurt people hurt people. I understand. But if you have been hurt, get healing for your hurt. And if you're embarrassed to speak on it, you are wrong and it's okay. And if you're embarrassed to speak on it and you were not wrong. You learned that it wasn't okay to speak. And that's wrong. It's not okay. Why not have the conversation in a productive way without laying it all out there? But that's my opinion on the kids. Let me get to the parents now. All right. So before I get into the parents, I do want to put a disclaimer out there. I understand. I'm a parent myself. So I understand that you don't know everything. You don't know how to do everything. And that's fine. This is not placing judgment on anyone for them and their parenting in any way. This is my opinion. Just like we all have assholes, we all have opinions. So I won't take it personally if you don't take it personally. 
sometimes we just need to learn because we don't know better than what was around us so before anything i do want to put that disclaimer out there not none of us are perfect none of us are 100 percent correct and none of us know what it feels like to be in the individual who's dealing with some shit shoes we just know our own experiences and what we could have would have and will do differently that's it so let's just put that out there think i should to do with nobody's parenting this has something to do with being the legally responsible adult all right all right so let's go ahead and talk about the parents i think there are two types of parents right there are the ones who accept the responsibility for being a parent and they are just a parent you know they do what they have to do they love their kids unconditionally uh, and then there's that that group of parents out there that see their kids as the dollar sign that they should have earned before they had them you can't change the past but a lot of parents go oh my kid is cute let's make him into a grammar baby oh my kid is cute let's see if they like to sing oh my kid is cute let's do this let's do that without truthfully sitting down and teaching their children how to understand their passions or or anything of that nature they see the meal ticket and it's only because they didn't ever get to that point on their own they're seeing something in their kids that they wanted to see in themselves so those those are the two type of parents that I feel at least are relevant to this situation. And the parents who understand I get I gave birth to this child, they are my responsibility. I have to do what I have to do. I love them. I don't want them to be like me. I want I want them to be better than me. I want to be what I want to be for them what I needed. Then you have the second that wants to be to their kids what they wanted to be when they were kids or they 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 force these things on their kids uh, in terms of ideals and just the thought process in general or they don't and their kids develop it based off of what they don't do so those are the two that I think are relevant to this situation <clears throat> and I just feel like I should establish that before I move forward into this part of the conversation um in relevance to the R. Kelly situation, you have a lot of people going, hey, where were their parents? What did their parents do? What could their parents have done differently? Things of that nature. Now, the way that I feel about that is parents, their job is to be a parent. But we live in a society that don't really allow you to just do that. Our society forces you to allow other people to have a direct hand in raising your child, be it healthy or unhealthy. You have to do what you have to do. So you got to go to work. You, you know, you have to sleep. You have to do this. You have to do that. And to a certain extent, you don't cut the TVs off. You don't cut the music off when you're not there. So a part of your kid's developmental process is what they learn from those things, what they're seeing, what they're observing. When they go to school, how do other kids behave? What do other kids say about their parents? Things of that nature. They develop their opinions based off of those things because as a parent, you have to do what you have to do. From personal experience, my mom worked in... And till I would say about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, she wasn't getting home. My mom, I would see my mom in the morning and then that would be it. I would give her a kiss goodbye. And then possibly if I was able to stay up, see her when she got home. And then I would see her on off days. And then, you know, parents are parents. Not everyone is perfect. So you have different things that you want to do for yourself. And it ain't even got anything to do with perfection. Sometimes you just need time to yourself. So I get that. But at the same time, you have parents who sit at home all day and don't give a fuck. They don't have the excuse of, 
I had to be at work or I didn't uh, communicate this effectively or, or like I didn't have the, the, the resources to do that or, or, you know, my kid, you know, when they would get in trouble in school, you feel me, I couldn't be there or if I was there it was costing me they don't have those realities in their in their parenting and a lot of parents from what I've you know learned and just becoming a parent a lot of parents instead of working they want their kid to be the check and it's easy because kids are cute kids could be whoever you want them to be or like up until a certain age of course and still they still have things that you taught them. I'm saying all of that to say some parents can be blamed. Others, others is just parents doing what they have to do. So, for example, like I said uh, a little bit earlier, my brother and I, we went to a park and we were playing at a park with a, with some friends at a young age. You get me? And uh, this dude was working out on the jungle gym and literally pull-ups on a jungle gym, right? Tops off, then walks to me, talks to me, acknowledges that I'm about 14 years old, if that, and uh, proceeds to give me his phone number. My mom works. So at home, I help my brother with homework. I cook. I, you know, try to clean, but I'm a kid. I do all of these different things at home every day. So my escape becomes this person who is older than me, substantially older than me. I become to fantasize about all of the things that I begin to fantasize about all of the things that I've seen in movies, people getting married, people meeting their sweetheart in high school, things of that nature. You feel me? You start to think about all of those things. And as a kid, you become you come to this rationalization that it is acceptable and it is okay because that's what it is in society. That's what it is in the public eye. Not realizing that, hey, you are substantially younger than this person or, hey, this person is substantially older than you. I did not express to my mom that this man existed for about a month. Okay, so by the time. I actually acknowledged to her that this person existed. I developed feelings. I wanted to talk to this person because this person became a fixture in my day. But my mother, it took her to tell me, hey, you don't need any friends that are grown for me to sit down and actually comprehend it. And I still didn't comprehend it until about two or three years ago that, hey, there was something drastically wrong with that scenario. But that's what she could do. I also had other people in my life. It takes a village to raise a child, right? So it's not just your parents where all of your influences and all of your thought processes come from. That's not just it. It's not 100% just these two individuals that that did this. Like, my mom was a single mother. So my uncle took me to church. Uh, my aunt was the one who would slide me a couple of dollars to do X, Y, and Z. My cousins taught me my values and my morals. So that's that is where I got that from a collective of individuals. So if we want to talk about that aspect of it, some parents ain't there and it's not because they don't want to be, it's because they can't in order for you to have to, in order for you to be who you could be, they can't be there. But one thing so many parents do they keep secrets. They leave it. And this is all parents, I think, for the most part, because we don't know what is okay to talk to our kids about and what, is, what isn't. But a lot of us, we have these narratives and we pick and choose what we want to say. And then what we want to throw away in the closet for them to learn when they're old enough to learn it or old enough to understand. So maybe... In placing blame or in, in looking at who could possibly be responsible, maybe we need to look at the fact that our parents were once kids as well. And that in the black community, and it is applicable to other communities as well, but in our community in particular, secrets 
secrets fester and then you get older and that secret turns into a demon for the family and we still don't want to address that demon but realistically it's a part of the cycle right so like for example everybody got well not everybody most people have that uncle that cousin that individual who's influential in terms of masculinity in the family that was a predator and most of our parents were victims of predators hurt people hurt people but parents don't realize that because their hurt turns into protection I don't want them to go through what I went through. I don't want them to experience that. So instead of saying anything or instead of dealing with this issue in a way that is effective or that is public, that may be embarrassing. Let's deal with this in the closet. Let's never say nothing about it. Realistically, that, like I said, is a part of the cycle. That is a part of the problem. Maybe we need to teach our kids what reality looks like and not just the facade of what we want it to look like if you forget your history you're doomed to repeat it so those secrets are a part of the problem also values as parents you just want your kids to be successful go to school get good grades come home read a book or maybe play a game, something productive, do something that that that's going to force growth. Not ever emphasizing that it's about home or love or family. Not ever emphasizing that it's okay to not be liked by everybody because that's just real life. Not ever emphasizing the fact that you don't know everything and you can't and it's not embarrassing it shouldn't be embarrassing for you to act upon not knowing everything if anything use it as a learning experience and become open to certain things we don't teach children the important things in life until they're old enough to learn that they have to appreciate those things to survive you have to appreciate love. You have to appreciate all of these things to survive. We don't even teach them to appreciate themselves in their bodies and in their thought processes. We don't. So it's one of those things where parents are equally as responsible as the kids just based off of the fact that, hey, well, not even, I wouldn't even say equally as responsible as the kids. I would say that parents, parents are responsible, but parents were also those kids. And some of them never had corrective measures. Some of them only had that, hey, this person got a whipping and that was the last that I saw that was dealt with it. So why would I go and say something out loud? So they don't. Some parents, the person who who did something to them is their father. It's their uncle. How do you not love them? Because they are who they are to you. You keep it a secret. You don't want them or their name to be tarnished, even though they have tarnished you. So it's not okay. But the secret of it becomes okay. And that's where the problem comes in. So those parents that are are in that area of life, no, I don't blame them. I can't blame a parent for doing what they know. I can't blame a parent for, for being put in a position that they didn't even know that they were in. I can't. I can't blame the parent that decides that their kid is a dollar sign. I can't do that. Like your kid isn't your missed opportunities. Your kid isn't isn't gonna be like who's to say your kid even gets rich and owns like claims you. You feel me? Like who's to say you did enough for them to respect you in that capacity? Who's to say that? So those parents are definitely the parents up to blame. But overall, I, you can't blame no parent for a predatory uh, issue. If you go out into fucking the Sahara or whatever you want to call it shit, like let's say a, a sub desert or whatever, or or the safari or let's let's say the safari, right? If you go to the safari and you feel me, you got let's say a bunch of zebras kicking it. 
and a lion comes out of nowhere and snatches up a baby zebra, are you going to blame the parent or the lion? Because what, what could you do? You're in your natural habitat. You're in your natural state. It's not the parents' fault that there's something out there literally looking to eat their kid alive. No, let's not do that. Let's not blame parents for doing what they know. Let's hold parents accountable and teach them to do better. But no, it's not all of the parents. It's those fucked up ones that think that their dream comes from their kid. It don't. That may have sounded like a jumbled up rant, but I'm pretty sure somebody somewhere got what the fuck I was trying to say or what I am trying to say. Parents are not perfect. Parents have been through shit too. And some parents are parents because they decided to swallow what the fuck they did, take responsibility, and do what they have to do. Most of us ain't get here through a planned pregnancy. Some of us got here through broken broken people deciding to do something that might possibly heal. And that's take care of you. And some of it worked, some of it didn't. So let's not get too deep or go too hard on parents in that capacity. The ones who are responsible, you know they're responsible. Going back to the R. Kelly documentary, if I'm at a, a R. Kelly concert and I know that R. Kelly has been accused of being a sexual predator since 2002, since 2002, and he calls my 17-year-old daughter on stage to dance with him, which is inappropriate on its own. But if he calls my 17-year-old daughter on stage to do some shit like that, it is my job to grab her hand. Fuck how, fuck how, how infatuated she is with the lights and the fame and the who this person is. Fuck that. It's my responsibility to grab your hand and not even have you in that room to fucking begin with. And that's the part that hurts. That hurts to know that you set the scene for some fuck shit to happen. But that's the part that you hold a parent parent responsible for. That's what you hold them accountable for. Not the physical act taking place. And that's that's how I feel about the parents. And like I said, we could agree to disagree, but that's just what it is. Alright guys. So, we've reached this point in the conversation where we talk about the predator. Now, in my opinion, I feel like this is probably going to be the hardest part of this conversation for us to really have as a community. Just given the fact that if you want to look at R. Kelly and the grand uh, spectrum of things, this the, the bigger picture, he is an example or an indicator of a problem. And a lot of us have an R. Kelly either in our family, in our circle. A lot of us know someone that is a predator and that is okay with being a predator. Difference is we love them, we have relationship with them, and we want to make excuses for them. So I don't know a resolution for this is a problem, but some of y'all might. And if you do, go ahead and leave a comment and then we'll go ahead and talk about that when I have my associates on the show and we do our follow up episode for this. But yeah, just go ahead and let me know because I do feel like it's something worth discussing and I would love some interaction from you guys if possible. Uh, So yeah, this is going to be my opinion on the predator, but I do want to get through this part so that we could go ahead and lay out some expectations for how this is going to move forward because uh, this is a pretty dark conversation and not all of them are going to be this way. So, uh, thank you guys for your patience and getting through this far and, um, we'll talk to you in a second. All right. So. As I said, I feel like this is probably going to be the hardest part of this conversation to have because us as victims, we're okay with accepting the fact that we are victors. We made it through and this is not going to hold me down. This is not going to change the trajectory of my life. I will not be this. And realistically, we're saying that because we don't want to go back and deal with the fact that there's somebody that stole innocence or that uh, created a problem that you don't know how to deal with 20 years later. Or 15 years later, however long it is, you don't know how to deal with that. So I do uh, I do first want to go ahead and uh, address the hurt people, hurt people aspect. Um, Hurt people do hurt people. Unfortunately, 
It's not an excuse for the behavior of someone who is manipulative or the person who is opportunistic by way of of minors or just people who are weak in a moment. It's not okay to take advantage of weak people, Uh, even though weak people are, you know, they're the easiest to do that to. It's not okay. It happens, but it's not okay. That's my, my opinion on that. Not everyone that has been molested, that has been raped, that has been victimized in some way go out of their way to hurt people or create pain for another person. That's not what happens. And then even if they do, there are some people that take corrective measures. They understand that it's not okay and they move forward. Us as a community, we don't allow them to have that thought process because as a people, Unfortunately, we jump in to protect them in mass numbers or it's always like if you want to use the family spectrum, you have two people that got a problem that'll say something or they'll act like they got a problem. And then they watch the rest of their family act like nothing ever happened. And then this person is just there, just there creating a rift in conversation or creating a rift in the energy in the room. That's just what happens. We don't address it effectively because we want to protect the people we love and that's human nature. So like realistically speaking, I do agree hurt people hurt people, but at the same time, in what capacity do we like when do we stop saying that? Like when is it acceptable? Like is it hurt people hurt people like hey, I stubbed my toe, I'm in pain, I want to I want to I want to punch somebody or is it hey, I was sexually assaulted. I never said anything because I never had an opportunity to. So I'm going to sexually assault somebody else, even though I know that at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't do anything for them, but create darkness in that same darkness that I live with. That's spiritual, bro. That's spiritual. That's emotional. Those are things that you have to live with in a different way. It would be different if you had to see your scars, but the scars in your head are the ones that are hardest to deal with because there are no band-aids for those. There's no, no one to empathize with those. No one sees your pain when it's in your head. So when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, you don't have a natural support system the way you, the way you do with that. Like the difference with sexual assault and, and a broken arm that's healed is no one knows that you're sexually assaulted unless you say something. And that is the hardest thing to do is to say something because the, the one of the, the, the best uh, memes or, or social media posts that I've seen in reference to this situation is your child is watching you talk about R. Kelly and they'll never tell you about their uncle. And that's just what it is. If my arm is broken, my arm is broken. I'm not going to have anyone disconnect from me or someone, you know, disassociate themselves from me in different ways because my arm is broken. If anything, people want to step up and help me with my broken arm. But when it comes down to sexual assault or anything of that nature, those those wounds heal in different ways. You might lash out for a little bit. You might go into a closet. You might turn into someone that you weren't supposed to be just based off of that period. So it's like one of those things where because people can't see it, they don't empathize with it unless they experience it. And even when they do experience it they might not have anyone effectively deal with it for them so they don't know how to deal with it when it comes down to someone else and that that's a problem that's something we have to address as a people another thing outside of hurt people hurting people is the fact that we have this what happens in my house stays in my house mentality in the black community not saying that that's a problem Privacy is something that is important for peace. Privacy is important for all of us. But we also sit here and we go, what's done in the dark comes to the light. Problem is, what happens in my house stays in my house, leaves room for what's done in the dark comes to the light to happen 15 years after the situation took place. And now nobody know what to do. People got kids. People got, people got, you know, whole lives. You might have, for example, a situation where you find out about somebody when you're 20 plus years old and that person was a father figure to you or that person was detrimental in your growth process. Now you don't know what to do with shit at all because of the fact that, you know, what happened in that house stayed in that house, even though you, your kids and the people around you had to be around that person. That's not okay. Another thing that I also feel like is an issue with this is 
I don't know what to do because of the impact that it'll have. Now, I think impact is when you sit and you really think about impact, you as a person, you care about impact and other people, but impact really matters to you personally when it comes down to certain things. Like, it's not necessarily that you don't want this person to be hurt or you don't want this person to go through this or you don't want the people around you to go through this, but you don't want to personally have to deal with the conversation and being ostracized yourself because you decided to be that one person that came out and was honest about yourself and your experience. You don't want to be that. You don't want to deal with that. And that's the issue. It's 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 like low self-esteem, but in, in the healing capacity, and all of us are like this. And it's not it's not one person. It's not one group of people. It's not that at all. It's it's to an extent it's all of us, you know. I don't want to say that I saw X Y and Z do this because st- snitches get stitches. And that's not just in a physically violent way. Snitches get stitches. Snitches people who say something to a certain capacity, they become ostracized and in human in human nature, that's not that's not something that you want. Nobody wants to be exiled from their community community or from their village not because of nobody else and that that I understand but at the same time these are different things that contribute to a problem these are different things that contribute to a cycle there is no in no way it's not it's not acceptable in any capacity for someone to hurt you in a way that that requires you to heal in a in 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 that requires you to heal by way of something like therapy or that that requires you to heal by way of something like counseling and and be protected you feel me like you shouldn't have to sit in a room with this person every christmas or every thanksgiving and deal with the pressure that builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up from this person being in your presence and they don't deserve to be truthfully but the people around you the people you love they accept this person. No one should have to deal with that. But as a community, we've come to the point of being okay with that. And like I said, that's not okay to me. I don't know in terms of resolution what will solve that problem because I do, I too, just like most other people, have those people in my family or in my life. And a part of you feels like, hey, you know, because of because of religion, you know, everyone can be forgiven Everyone can change their lives. Any person can do that. We don't know that in our hearts. We say that to protect, but we don't know that. Or we have those emotions. It's like, hey, it's not my problem, but X, Y, and Z. Like, no, it is your problem. You watch this person live a fully functional life. Or, hey, this person, they know what they did, and, you know, they've accepted it. Well, if you've accepted it, then do something in regards to the people around you that are hurt by it. And not saying that it's a conversation or anything of that nature, but sometimes it might hurt you to ostracize yourself. Not saying that that's a resolution. But sometimes, you feel me, <laughs> if you are that person, if you killed if you killed your son's mother, if you killed your son's mother and your son never wanted to wanted to see you a day in, in a day in his life again. If that happened, would you force yourself on your son or at some point would you accept, hey, I did this and this is a consequence of my decision? I don't know what the resolution is, but I feel like as a community, we need to discuss that because that's the part of the conversation that we don't want to have. We can sit here and we can go, oh, I've been through this too. This person did this to me too. Or I seen this and that made me uncomfortable. Or this person hugged me for this amount of time and that made me uncomfortable. Like you can have that part of the conversation. But when are we going to get to the point of being okay with saying, hey, this happened. It happened in this capacity. And I understand that this person is this person to me, but I want to protect you. I want to protect your kids and I want to protect my kids. And I want us to grow and I want us to be better people from this. And I want us to see what can effectively work, even though in every healing process there is pain. How can we how can we 
expedite that healing or if not expedite that healing how can we encourage that healing because that's the part of the conversation that isn't had you can have one person talk to one person and they come to their own idea of what it should be but to have a community talk about it it addresses the issue we won't do that though if you guys have like i said any ideas as to what we can do effectively to move forward like I got kids (laughs) and I know a lot of people that have kids and it's one of those things where that's a very fickle subject for us because like I said what happens when you love the person and you're conflicted because you'll never let your daughter be in the room with them by themselves or your son like that's a whole nother that's a whole nother level of, of pain that this person has caused and it's not just on the victim you feel me? Like it's not just on the person that they that they touched to begin with. That it's a cancer it grows. So the person they touched is affected, and everyone they influence is affected, everyone that loves them is affected, and everyone that's non-biased is affected. Everyone is affected. To even hold an opinion, you're affected. You got people afraid to have that conversation with the people who who were uh, you know, impacted directly, you feel me? You have a problem with having that conversation with them because you don't know if they love the person that was a predator to them. Helpless. You don't know. So that's more or less my opinion when it comes down to the predators. Like we could sit here and we could say it's the parents, but typically a predator, a predator is like a, not necessarily psychopathic, but they hold certain traits where they don't feel those things until after the fact. And that's not good. If your hand is on fire and you don't feel that it's on fire until after it's gone, that's a problem. Not, not only is it, is it not going to dress, but there's no room for healing after that. No room for true healing. Like, what do we, what do we do to create a platform for us as a community to just sit and talk about our demons and about our struggles, about those things that just don't fucking make sense? When do we do that? And how do we do that? That's basically what I, what I feel like needs to be done. Cause I don't know a resolution. I don't think there's any one person that does. Like, typically there are about three different, three different opinions as to what will work. At the least. And that that eliminates that one unique thought process. So it's like, with that, at least can we have the conversation? At least can we talk about the fact that it's not always a fast-ass little girl. That fast-ass little girl is learning to be fast from somewhere. And then on top of that, it's not always the the parent. Because the parent could be a victim of, hey, this predator did this to me as well. Or this predator is this person in my life. And they genuinely don't know how to let go because of human connection. That parent might not be there. But the, the one person that makes a conscious decision. Like we can say when a woman cheats on her husband, oh, you didn't fall on his dick. Oh, she didn't fall on your dick. We can say that. But when it comes down to these people, it's, oh, her people, her people. Oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. Oh, they did. This is what happened to correct this. How do we address these these things without all of the emotion and really with the people who need to be healed in mind. That's my opinion on the predators. We can protect them by saying hurt people hurt people. But at the end of the day, who is really the hurt person? And if we say hurt people hurt people and they have already reached that level of hurting other people, let's stop trying to save these motherfuckers. And if we are trying to save these motherfuckers, allow them to save themselves in some type of way. They need to show that. And they don't need to just show that to one person. They need to show it as a whole. So that that's genuinely how I feel about it. And that's with the most love because I am I am empathetic to that. I do understand. But it's also a conscious decision for you to hurt someone. How do we protect the people that are not at that point of consciously hurting people? There are no excuses with love. But if you are um, still listening, (laughs) give me about two, three more minutes. I'm just going to give you a brief overview of what direction we're going in and how we can move forward in conversation in general.
all right guys that wraps up our hot topic and my passionate rant you're gonna hear a lot of those but um i do hope that that starts a conversation at home or at least um you know it allows somebody to kind of understand that people understand how they feel or someone out there empathizes with how they feel let me know what you guys think about that for real though and then also if you want to go ahead and drop some suggestions for things that you would like either my opinion on or um some guest opinions on or just to hear a conversation about i'll definitely go ahead and take those into consideration and we can move forward that way too um but while we're at while we're at it while we're just talking about us black folk in general um i do want to say go ahead and support motif creation so it's m-o-t-i-f creations you can go ahead and look at them on facebook you can also look them up on uh, instagram it's dope ass dope ass business they're basically party planning and they also create personalized items for parties or for just events that you might have in general so uh event planning weddings they've had baby showers just a lot of dope ass shit so go ahead and look that up and then support that business because black business eventually will support you uh we want to see everybody succeed and we want to see everybody grow also if you have any suggestions for black business we can go ahead and shout out here drop them too we can get that out there, spread the word, and it'll be dope. And then um, we'll move forward with that. Just a, a couple of things to expect, though, because I don't want you to think every conversation is going to be, like, heavy or dark. We're going to talk about us, and we're going to enjoy us on this podcast. So we're going to sit here, we might talk about some things that hurt, but we definitely going to smile, too. We have things in our culture that are are to be proud of things that we've inherited things that are just dope as fuck things that people bite off of every day and i think that is it's time for us to start talking about it we are talking about it but i think we should utilize as many platforms as possible to do that so i personally don't want to just sit and watch i want to be a part of it and if you want to you know be a part of it let's go ahead and do this like like i said go drop some drop some ideas drop some 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 things you want to talk about and then even with that like there'll be times where i'll have some of you guys on here let's discuss your opinions too like you have the the option to leave voice messages for me too or i'll read your comments i'll do whatever that whatever it takes for us to be interactive as a community this is black and the beast this is the first episode we will get better with time but we know black don't crack so we might look the same later i don't know (laughs) but yeah no i um I appreciate you guys for listening and I do want to thank you guys so much for getting through the episode. And um, like I said, any questions, concerns or suggestions, go ahead and let me know. But if you could go ahead and rate this as well, um, that'll be really great. I appreciate everything good and bad. Love y'all.